0: This week's one-off, Black Mirror, season one, episode three, the entire history of you. So, how much do you like the Twilight Zone?
1: Oh, I love the Twilight Zone. I think the the Twilight Zone was a fantastic uh, was a fantastic way of storytelling in the e. Uh okay, I don't like it enough to know when the Twilight Zone aired sixties?
0: Fifties? Maybe? Forties? I don't it know. Did I don't know air it did not air in the
1: forties, Dave. <laughs> that's ridiculous.
0: It totally could have been. Why couldn't it have been?
1: I think I think your, your knowledge of television history is a little off. Yeah, it it, it first aired in nineteen fifty
0: nine. Yeah, that's like the forties.
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs> How about you? Were you a Twilight Zone fan at any point in your life?
0: I guess so. I mean, my I remember watching episodes of The Twilight Zone as reruns with my mom because she liked The Twilight Zone. And so every time it came on, we'd watch it. But I don't think I the, the only real Twilight Zone episode, like television episode I remember, other than that movie, remember when they made a movie? Yep, yep. And like uh, um, William Shatner I was do in Do
1: remember it. the William Shatner starring in Twilight Zone, the movie.
0: Yeah. But the uh, the only episode from television I remember is the one where the kid is talking to his grandmother who's dead. And he's talking to her on like his toy phone. And she's telling him to try and kill himself. And this kid keeps trying to kill himself and the family's trying to stop him from killing himself and they don't believe that it's the grandma and then at the very end you see the kid pick up the phone and start talking and you see like an old woman sitting in a rocking chair. It's terrifying.
1: Oh man. Twilight Zone was great at that stuff.
0: I know, right? What's your favorite Twilight Zone?
1: My favorite Twilight Zone might be the one where the kid has powers of a god, and he has basically, as a result, is holding his parents and and I think sister hostage because they have to they have to treat him like he's a god king and make sure he never gets upset or he'll you know do terrible things to them. Isn't that from the movie? Is that movie? from the movie? I, I, you know, I really can't recall.
0: I don't know. I don't know, and I, I, I'm not going to try and figure it out. But, but I, because I, I remember that one too. But I thought that was from the movie.
1: It might be. I mean, for some reason, I'm pairing it with uh, "To Serve Man." Do you remember that one? Nope. So uh, a couple of people, no, not a couple of people. It's aliens come to Earth, and and they're their entire ethos is based on this book To Serve Man mm-hmm. which nobody's been able to translate and then at the end of the book they realize that To Serve Man is a cookbook. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a funny. great that's 60s funny. era science fiction story. Like it <laughs> it nails all of the yeah. elements.
0: Yeah. So what do you call the kind of storytelling that The Twilight Zone does? Like it's because um, it's it's not, like, there's there's not a villain, necessarily. And, I mean, I guess the same storytelling that Black Mirror does, uh, or at least this episode, where there wasn't really a villain, so to speak, but, like, except for the person themselves with their own villain. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you,
0: what do you call it? That's that? a
1: good question. I mean, I'm sure there's a storytelling term for it. It's it's a slice of life, but uh, of a speculative science fiction world instead of... of you know our our day to day life.
0: Yeah, or like a supernatural, paranormal yeah. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That was one. Of, that was one of the the fascinating things about this episode for me. Where basically the entire episode is a single extended uh, fight between two people in a relationship. Like that's that's really yeah. all it is. And except it's with this backdrop of this science fiction technology of the grain which allows them to make the fight that much more intense by reliving past memories very vividly and Mm -hmm. and i was just surprised because it's hard to pull off a fight between two characters when you like have an entire episode be about it when you already like the characters and know who they are like when Mm -hmm. you're already bought into the fact that ross and rachel have this long backstory that goes back you know whatever many yeah. years it's it's hard enough to watch an episode of the two of them fighting whereas this one just throws us into this fight without us knowing uh, liking or having any really understanding of the world yet
0: yeah it's neat right cuz like like i love the lawyer aspect of mm-hmm. this that he's that he's a failed lawyer because that i think the the metaphor of being a Lawyer that hasn't made partner or is having trouble finding work is like a perfect example for a dude in a relationship fight. <laughs> Where he's like trying to use evidence to like prove things but like he's bad at it and she's not buying it and doesn't like it and like that that whole idea of it. I just think it was such a great metaphor for so and wonderful setup. So like when you see him Being a bad lawyer and replaying the video to, like, see what they think and over analyzing it and being super obsessed with the details. And then they start fighting. It's like, oh, this is exactly the same.
1: Yeah, this is this is the same, uh, a different version of the same fight they've had over their entire relationship because this is the kind of person he is.
0: Yeah. And the same fight most people have had over their entire relationship.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, and and what I like about it is that they start the episode off by making him uh, a dude concerned at least a little bit about the morality of his actions. Like they, I think they ask him uh, about what he thinks about retrospective parenting cases where you sue your parents for the way that they raised you, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and he he's like, "Are we are we okay with that morally?" <laughs> and and it's this yeah. this opening which which is a good opening for him because we are not going to like this character as he progresses down his rabbit hole and so we have to start from a place where we at least sympathize with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you you've got a really good point. The the lawyer aspect of this is what makes this really uh, a stronger story because you can you can understand why his mind is working the way it does.
0: Yeah, and how he obs- and and the obsession aspect, it's sort of like the theme of obsession throughout the whole thing. Which I think everyone who's ever been in a relationship can uh, can uh, has some experience with
1: well I mean that's that's what a relationship is I mean in the start of almost every relationship is that that wonderful joyful obsession that everyone craves right that you really want yeah. to you you want to spend all your time with that person
0: yeah it's called it's called love that's what that's what joyful obsession is <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good definition. <laughs> like, there's one thing that happens or one story that you hear that you just obsess about, and it's and and I guess like it's nice to forget things.
1: Oh, it's great to forget things. I, I mean, if there's one takeaway from this episode, it's man, the frailty of human memory is bliss.
0: Yeah, it truly is cuz like uh it allows you to remember things in a way that didn't happen.
1: And and that's exactly it. It's memories fade for so that we can kind of gloss over them and 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 paint our our histories in a better light so that we can kind of just cope with being in the world.
0: Yeah, and like retell the story to yourself in a way that makes you the person you are today. Or the person you want to be today, instead of kind of getting stuck in this, like, this is who I... These are all the things that led up to who I am, so this is the person I am. But it's like, no, 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 I can kind of uh, fudge those details if I want and become the person I want to be.
1: Yeah, I I think that's a a really good way of putting it. It allows us to be the person that we want to be instead of the person that we are, which when you say it directly like that, maybe it's a little bit uh, off-putting, but that's... I mean it's we're goal oriented. We want to strive to be better. And, and I think that memory plays a really important role in that.
0: Yeah. And there's like this, um, I'm about to, I'm about to say something that makes me kind of like throw up a little bit. There's this thing that life coaches say. Oh. I said life coach. <laughs> there's this thing that life coaches say about, about the stories we tell ourselves where you you tell yourself a certain story about the kind of person you are and you sell so you 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 say that you're you're a nervous person and you keep telling yourself this story that you're a nervous person and anytime you're in a situation you're a nervous person so you get nervous and that and a lot of of getting over that is just starting to tell yourself a different story like stop telling yourself this this story that you've clearly made up about yourself right like uh, and start telling yourself a different narrative and get out of this narrative that you're a nervous person or get out of this narrative that you're a victim or get out of this narrative that you can't do something uh, and try and do it and work your way through it, right? Being able to tell yourself that different story about yourself is a very useful tool to get better at things. And if you remember everything perfectly and like that's the you have all this evidence to prove that you're this kind of person, it's going to be a lot harder to do
1: yeah what's that fake it till you make it notion right
0: you just said it i think that's I think that sums it up <laughs> i don't think there's more to fake it till you make it <laughs> yeah what's that whole fake it till you make it thing that's, that's it, it. You said it that, that one sentence sums up everything
1: everything about it
0: yeah and i did i did want to talk to you about this episode uh so did you recommend this episode or was this like from a...
1: I think this is a listener recommendation. Uh, I mean, I, I easily oh, would have recommended it because I had seen it before and I liked it. But it, I think it came from elsewhere.
0: Yeah, because I want to get your perspective on it. Because you are, are uh, you're a fantastic. <laughs> or as some people would say, you have a fantasia. Which means you don't visualize things in your brain. Yeah. when you When you remember something, you don't see a visual of it where you can't picture things when, when someone says picture in your head an apple, you can't picture an apple. So when, when you were watching this, did, were you like, Oh man, I wish I could do that. Or were you like, interesting.
1: I mean, there's, there's an element of watching this where I, 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 I will cop to some envy in, in, in that it, it seems uh, an amazing superpower to be able to remember th- things in in anything resembling this way, uh, because it's it's a struggle for me to to even like w- watching this. I understand now that there is there is a version of this that goes on in most people's memory, and like you you can remember something in something it definitely doesn't it's not amped up to this degree but but you have a version of this with your memory right
0: yeah yeah like yeah if you ask me to remember something i can kind of picture the situation and, and see my way through it
1: whereas for me i have a bunch of a collection of details that are all stacked on top of each other that i can that i can relay to you but i if i didn't catch it the first time around if i don't if 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 i didn't grab onto a particular element of it it's it's just absent there and i understand that part of this comes into like we create like if like you will have memories where you didn't grab every detail but you will your your mind will fill it in with false details but yeah. it still it still seems impressive from the outside
0: yeah cuz that's the thing with this episode is like i i kept thinking about that cuz i'm like what they have is the ability to show their memories on TV and to other people perfectly, and recall things completely, perfectly in in their vision, so they can see exactly what it, what it, what happened. Whereas when I do it, I I can't see it at all, so I make stuff up, and so I remember it wrong, and some things I just completely forget. <laughs> and like someone will tell me remember we did this i'm like no but i can imagine what that would look like and then i picture a version of it and those memories are always the ones where you're like uh and again you wouldn't know this but <laughs> where <laughs> you remember it from like a third person perspective weird you know where like you're like a camera looking down on it as opposed to seeing it from your own eyes you know because you've you've just totally reconstructed that memory
1: oh that's super weird
0: yeah isn't, isn't that weird it, it, i
1: mean it I, because I have nothing to compare it to, that I, I I have no, like, there's no comparable experience for me when I'm recollecting an event. It's again, like I can, I can tell you a bunch of the things that happened, but like, it doesn't matter whether I'm telling you in first person or third person, they're things that happen. (laughs) If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm never, yeah. I'm never outside yeah. of myself when I'm telling you that, or I'm always outside of myself. Like there's, there's an element of seeming seeming objectivity when I when I talk to you about my memories.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because like uh, the thing in the episode where she talks about uh, implanting false memories and stuff at like the no. dinner party. Uh, as far as I know, well, that's very true. <laughs> like, uh, I saw a speaker talk about it. At, about eyewitness accounts, yeah, and how is how how easily they are manipulated? With like, they they did an experiment where they had a room full of people waiting to take this memory test, and then someone came in the room and stole like a printer, and ran off with it, and then they came out and they asked everyone who who stole the printer and showed them photos, and as soon as one person said it was this person. Everyone else was way more likely to choose the same person because, well, if that person saw it, then that. Yeah, and I think it might be that. And they said it was definitely that. Then, therefore, it must be that. And so they would plant somebody to to choose one on purpose wrong, and everyone else would jump on it. So, like, they did all these different versions of the same experiment, and found that eyewitness accounts are incredibly unreliable. Yeah, and in easily fudged. Didn't you go to court once to be an it eyewitness? Did it? Uh with your with your with your lack of Yeah, memory. it went
1: over really well. I I remember feeling <laughs> really uncomfortable at the whole situation and and generally angry at everyone for having me be involved in it from from the defendant to to the crown lawyer to her lawyer, it was all just unpleasant and <laughs> I didn't like it.
0: Yeah. Well, now when they ask you next time, you can say I'm a fantastic <laughs>
1: And and then, you know, get thrown out for whatever because...
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what else they said at the dinner party that's totally correct? What's that? The thing about how the more you pay for a ticket to go see theater, the more you pretend like you liked it.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure you should be you should be saying that out loud, Dave. You you make a living off theater.
0: I know I keep it I keep the tickets cheap though. So people don't have to pretend, Steve. But it's so true, the the sunk cost thing. If you pay for something, you you act more like you like it.
1: Well, this is one of the, the problems that they've been running into with movies, where people who will go see movies on opening weekend are more likely to tell you that they enjoyed it, even if they didn't. And it's tied into that same sort of thing because the it's not just the, the sunk cost of the ticket, but the sunk cost of the experience of the busyness and all that sort of stuff uh, leads people to be more likely to say, to give it a higher rating than they would if they had some distance from the movie.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting little detail. I don't, uh, I can't remember where I was reading. I think I was reading that something around Batman versus Superman. Hmm
0: yeah because everyone should have not liked that movie, but it
1: made it made infinity dollars,
0: yeah, yeah. okay, so something else that struck me in this episode mm-hmm. I guess it was the combination of like the the airport security stuff we mm. were just going through airport security, but more when the the grainless woman was calling the police mm-hmm. and this idea of surveillance and everyone's eyes are surveillance cameras Mm-hmm. Like all the time, and how that's either great or terrible.
1: Oh, it's discuss. It's definitely terrible. So, I I don't imagine that this is something that you do, but maybe you do. Um, are you the kind of person who worries about the conversations that you have ever? Who, um, you know, it's like, oh, did I say the wrong thing in that? And
0: mm. yeah, that or did I? Yeah. Or was it a private conversation that I did not expect to get shared?
1: Yeah, or that that sort of stuff as well. Or, or even was the was there? And this is important for both of us who work with uh, high school kids. Was there something that could be construed as inappropriate if taken mm-hmm. out of context?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. For for me, uh, definitely when I was uh, I was younger, that was a much bigger concern for me, and mm-hmm. and it made I mean. One of the things that I would often do it was I would kind of plan out conversations ahead of time so that I was I was ready for them, for for those situations and uh, pr- particularly more towards the like when when spending time in high schools with high school students, it was like okay what are what are the tools that I have at my disposal so that it, this never appears to be an inappropriate conversation from any perspective, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's sort of, because that's it. It was something def- definitely that I did with my free time, but it would still have been a big deal if someone were to say uh, the way that you interacted with that teenager was inappropriate, Stephen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, um, and I guess if you ever want to do anything in politics, yeah. having every conversation you've ever had has been recorded by the person you were talking to uh, means that everyone you talk to is like a liability.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The thing about this is that this isn't that far removed from the world that we live in today.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I wanted to, to, to prod you in this direction. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Go, keep going.
1: Well, I mean, it it's not just the fact that everyone has a camera on them all the time, although that certainly plays into it. But, I mean, the, the, the gal who doesn't have a grain in this, she's a good parallel to people who don't have Facebook accounts, mm-hmm. for example. And you can like you can definitely see the sense in which the folks around her pity her but also like they pity her because she's not a part of the world in the same way because she doesn't have this thing that's as enduring or as social and and i mean our social media accounts are are kind of the equivalent to this in some ways uh in in that the things that you post are are stored memories and the conversations you have are stored and and Facebook reminds you of that, you know, two years from now, you're going to get a reminder about this episode that you recorded with Steve-O, if you post anything about it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And for something like that, it's banal. But when you have people who grow up on the internet and and develop into human beings through those experiences, you could easily have your teenage years coming up and kind of uh, haunting you in a weird way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't forget. Yeah. Yeah, because you're getting reminded of it all the time. Like, uh, yeah, because it, it, it... I can remember back to when I didn't have Facebook. And so...
1: <laughs> That's a ridiculous <laughs> sentence.
0: I know. But in 10 years or 15 years, it will not be ridiculous. But uh, I can remember back to before I had an email account. I can remember back before I had a cell phone. Uh, and a lot of kids that are growing up today aren't going to have that luxury so when they remember back and they say like oh remember when we went to this place and you did that thing uh someone can be like actually no that look i'll show you on my facebook that's not what happened at all and then they show you the video on their facebook Mm -hmm. there's this like permanent record now of everything that can be like checked and and uh identified as long as it was true in the first place Yeah. yeah and so there's this like like we were talking about before this like it's nice to be able to forget and reconstruct things for your own psychic psyche reasons you know like like uh, that embarrassing thing that happened to you you can kind of forget it or make it seem like it wasn't so bad or or make it out like well you know i didn't lose the fight like i didn't get my ass kicked i you know i did pretty good um but then when you sell that to somebody and then they show you the video of the fight and like how you got your ass kicked it's hard to forget that, which means it's hard to kind of, like, heal that wound in your psyche, you know? So in cases like that, it's terrible. But in cases like trying to remember a good time you had at a party or something or a, a show you went and saw and had some great photos with somebody, you can go back and look at that, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think the, the amazing part of it is far outweighed by by the drawback. We like, we... Well,
0: I mean, because you also have the amazing thing of, like, the amount of of uh violent acts that are being caught on tape now mm-hmm. uh which is helping you know I, I either prevent violent acts or catch people that did them, which is pretty good, I think <laughs> maybe I'm wrong maybe people violent acts they should get away with it I, don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that you just subtly slid that in so that now mm, now maybe. I'm implying that violence should be <laughs> the the thing about it is that. Memories. I, I mean, for starters, our brains are not a great storage device. There's, and and the amount of data that we would have to be storing in order to really, it's it's just there's a lot of data for us to organically store to get anything close to this level uh, in in this in uh, the entire history of you get to this level of of knowing our own history it i mean i would go so far as to say our brains can't do that it's uh, our our brains can't construct a full memory that way Mm -hmm. and and i would guess i I would guess that that's just a storage issue our brains can't store that much information i'd be shocked if they could
0: yeah and i guess you know there's this part of this like um uh something i've been I've, i've thought about a few times in my life um, this, uh, this, the metaphor we use for brain storage and computer storage and how we think of them in the same way. Like we think of our brain as like a hard drive that stores information, mm-hmm. which I think is a bad metaphor because like, that's not really how our brains actually work. Yeah. Right. Like we don't recall information in the same way a computer does perfectly every single time. Cause it's like written onto its hard drive. Our brains find weird ways to get to things. And we use visualization, most of us, and like, and again, and metaphor, and recreations, and like, like fake things to get to the point that we're trying to get to, and we'll we're we're being influenced by emotional responses to things uh, that are making us remember it in a certain way, and so I think thinking of it like a storage device, like a computer, it's like. Yeah, because th- you're right. Like we don't have the ability to recall perfectly stored information like a computer does, but we do other things instead. So it works even better as a storage device, but not perfect. It doesn't recall things perfectly, but it's a better storage device. That's my, that's my final point. Because <laughs> <laughs> if a computer can- missed something, right? Like if the camera wasn't pointing in that direction, mm-hmm. it won't know what had happened there. Right. Whereas if I wasn't looking in that direction, I can think in my head what probably happened there and create it, even though I'm wrong most of the time.
1: Yeah, but you you have the possibility of piecing together something new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the thing for me that's that's striking about this episode is that very little of it felt like. It was uh, a hard touch of science fiction in this film, in this film, in this episode. It's not as if this isn't something that already happens, you know?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: I, people definitely sit on Facebook and, and go through uh, an entire history of a relationship through, <laughs> through yeah. pictures and that sort of stuff.
0: And they sit there and they just cry. Yeah or or smile if they're still still in the relationship. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully not a lot of people in relationships cry, but but and and over analyzing the details about it and Oh, and somebody comments on a post and then all of a sudden you you try and do a deep dive into that person to see, you know, their their connection. Is this person happy now that they're with this mm-hmm. other person? Are they even with them? Oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Or like the, the like uh, they commented and like, what do they mean by that? And like you have to like yeah, overanalyze the words they used. And then you look back at their Facebook to see what their other posts are like and see if they say that thing all the time or if they just said it to you and like, oh, man, people go insane on that thing
1: yeah and and so this this what isn't that different from that sort of interaction the the thing that's added to it is the i i would say the certainty like the visual memory is more certain and in the end liam is vindicated right like i mean despite the fact that he is abusive and a and a generally person turns out he was right yeah and everything that he thought he was seeing, he was seeing, but it didn't have to be the case just because the way that you see something, uh, just because the way you see something doesn't mean that's the way it turns out.
0: Yeah.
1: And so that was, that was kind of the, the, the part of the episode that was I- interesting for me in that. Yeah. No, it turns out this, this was right.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Which is what makes it such a perfect Twilight Zone story this fact that he was his own villain and the the idea of obsession was what drove him mad but then he was right and so obsession wasn't actually the villain it was helping him figure out the truth and then he did but it wasn't good yeah and then it ended yeah and you're like oh man this is such a ter- like what kind of story is this <laughs> yeah. he won but he lost He was right, but he was wrong. He's a good guy, but he's a bad guy. That was the story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. the The part for me is that I almost didn't need it to end the way it did, with him cutting out his grain and fade to black. Mm -hmm. Because everything had already happened, you know, like it. Yeah. That. But it was a
0: nice. It was a nice, like, literal interpretation of what you do when someone moves out of your life you like look at things that the two of you shared together and you imagine that well i mean you don't but but we imagine the situation that happened there when we see it yeah and we like think about it in our head and like oh yeah this is where we did this uh and he was doing it literally (laughs) and he was literally seeing it when he looked at the thing
1: yeah yeah He is also going to a week from now regret that forever that he tore it up yeah for sure
0: I don't know. I mean, this is the, the so the, the line in the, the show, the, that makes no sense. The, not everything that isn't true is a lie. That line. Remember that line? I do That she says. She says to him.
1: Not everything that isn't true is a lie, Liam. And
0: he looks at her like, what? That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Hello? And for their world, it doesn't because they can see everything perfectly and remember everything in perfect detail. So if something's not true, then it was a lie because, look, I have the proof right here. But in the way our brains work, where we don't remember things perfectly and we blur it and we kind of tell ourselves our own story or I didn't see what was over there, so I made it up in my head, um, those things that I made up or the story that I've retold myself isn't true, but it's not a lie. It's just the way I remember it. Hmm. And I think that's the thing that, like, I didn't, when she first said it, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Hello. But now that we've kind of been talking through memory and stuff like that, I think that's, that actually does kind of make sense.
1: (laughs) I take her character at face value. Like I, I believe that for the most part, she's being honest with, uh, with Liam throughout the episode. In, in not in not in every detail obviously uh
0: yeah yeah she clearly <laughs> lies
1: yeah but in i i think that the with that line it sums up her sentiment she's like it it's still a matter of she does love him and she does want to be with him despite the fact that she has she has mm-hmm. up and and that's kind of the the meat of not everything that isn't true is a lie
0: mm, that's her. how you see it yeah oh, cool See, we both, we, we both see things different ways, and when we look back on that episode, we're going to remember it differently.
1: Aw, look at that. Using the episode to tie it into our thoughts on the episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said.
1: <laughs> Next week's one-off, Abstract, The Art of Design. Season one episode six Paula Share Graphic Design